So the reading from Isaiah today is one that harks to a, a new way of life, a peaceable kingdom, and the painting that is on the cover of your bulletin demonstrates that or illustrates that it was painted by Edward Hicks. It is also noted that he painted that historians can find 62 other versions of this painting. And I kept thinking to myself, what was it about this passage from Isaiah that so captured Hicks' imagination? A little bit of history about, the, about this passage. It was written during the Assyrian marching, marching from the north. And of course, the Israelites were frightened about them being overtaken. And so they were looking for a new Davidic king, the branch of Jesse, who would come and save them from the marauders. Edward Hicks, on, in his painting, in this painting in particular, if you notice the, uh, the trunk of the tree is split in two because he is demonstrating or showing the split that happened in the Quaker faith. What would the church be without a split? Edward had a cousin, Elijah, and Elijah Hicks was a well-known Quaker parson. He was also a farmer, and he was one of the people that was most responsible for this schism. Elias wanted everything to stay as it was. There was no reason for anything to change. It was all just fine. Well, of course, younger people and, other, and others thought that Elias, Elias was out of step with society and the way that things were moving. Doesn't that sound familiar? You know, the more things change, the more they remain the same. And people got quite angry with him because he saw no reason for the church to change. Why change when everything is going along just fine? Well, John the Baptist, for his part, didn't think the church was, or the Jewish faith was going along just fine because he reprimands the Pharisees and the Sadducees and calls them names. Not something that we would get away with in today's world, at least in church, or at least out loud. So this has been something that we have revisited over and over again. And even now, we hear those words, everything's fine, or everything needs to change. Ezra Klein wrote, had a podcast a few weeks ago. He's a columnist in the New York Times, and it was about why the far right has gained such a hold in this country. And he spent a, the entire hour interviewing a woman who said, who whole life work was devoted to this way of thinking. Why do people, when it's in a time of flux, gravitate towards an authoritarian leader? And she kept referencing the church 
and how the church is not what it used to be. The church doesn't have the same amount of clout or power. People don't go to church as often as they used to, if at all. Young people have fallen away, as we know, in droves, and it hurts us, not just because they're not in here, but it hurts our hearts because we know how important God is for our lives. That's what Elijah was trying to tell people when he had this schism in the Quaker faith. He wanted people to understand that we don't need to have a creed, or he wanted people to understand we needed a creed or a roadmap for how we should think and believe, but it shouldn't be all that we think and believe. That there are other ways to worship God. And sometimes new ways are the ways that we're supposed to embrace. Who would ever have thought a hundred years ago that women, women would be on the altar, that girls could be acolytes, that women could be priests and bishops. It was unheard of. But the, we have to change with the times and we have to understand that things aren't going to be the same. I had coffee with someone this week and we were discussing that very thing. The idea that the church is not going to be what it was. That we have to look for new ways of thinking and being and acting in the world. Elijah wanted us to, or Elias, excuse me, wanted us to be in the world, as Stephen said last week, but not of the world. Which means that we obviously operate in the world. We have to. We have to have jobs and we have to have a life. But when it's all those trappings of that life that get in the way of worshiping God, that we know we're in trouble. Being in the world means that, yes, we participate. We vote. We go to the doctor. We work. We learn. But it also means that we're not afraid to chart our own course to be our own people, to step back and say, the world needs to change, and I'm willing to be a change maker, that I prefer that life would be gentle and kind, like the peaceable kingdom, where the animals all get along. That would be a wonderful thing. And those are the goals that we have as Christians, and especially prevalent during the Advent season. We wait for the coming of God because we know that God is the best answer to all of the problems that we face in the world, personally and corporately. We wait with patience, we wait with love, and we pray and hope that things will change because we know that the peaceable kingdom is just on the other side of the hill. Amen.